North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of the show. And I am, I just can't get enough of the intro music. I'm sorry. It just pumps me up every time I hear it. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And thank you so much for all the love, you guys, and all the reviews over on iTunes. So appreciate it. And if you're loving the show, please head over to iTunes, leave me a five star, and give me a comment. I read all of them, and they mean so much. And they really help to spread the word about naturopathic medicine and podcasting and really having a natural medicine influence out there in the world where, where people have these options and they're empowered and know that there's more than just popping a pill as their option. So that's what it's about. And so I love you guys. I love doing the show. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. We have a really special show in store for you tonight. I'm having a guest on tonight who is such an incredible inspiration and if you've ever had the experience that maybe a doctor has said that you'll never recover from something or that you have a, a diagnosable disease that there's no cure, um, maybe they say you'll never walk again, you'll never do X, Y, or Z again, just know that that's not always true. And there's always another possibility. And my guest tonight completely exemplifies that. His story is so inspiring. And so I knew I had to have him on the show and share his story with you. One pretty exciting announcement, I had the opportunity to hear the amazing Dr. Andrew Wakefield speak last night in San Diego about his uh, documentary, Vaxxed, which is a very important film reflecting or revealing a lot of the hidden um, information behind vaccinations by the CDC, and um, really, really great film. Definitely check out the film if you haven't seen Vaxxed. It's now released uh, as a DVD and so was able to have a conversation with him. I got a photo with him. I'm so inspired and amazed by the work that he's done. And he agreed to come on Dr. Low Radio. So he'll be coming on the show in the next probably few weeks, maybe a couple months. So I will give you guys a heads up about that. And, you know, it's just that, unfortunately, some of the information that we have about vaccinations is not necessarily true. And I won't get into my stance on vaccinations on this show. I'm not... Um, anti. I'm not, you know, all for, I, I have kind of a mixed opinion about some of them, but it's really important that the, the full picture is given and that we know what, you know, what the risks are with vaccinations, the pros, the cons, just that informed consent. That's so important. And so we'll be talking about that more on the show. And especially for people in California, this is a really important topic. So very excited that he's going to be coming on. 
Now, if you've maybe been listening to the show and you're thinking that there might be things you want to look into health-wise for yourself, I would be happy to work with you. I work with patients locally here in San Diego and all over the country via phone or Skype. So you can learn more over at shinenaturalmedicine.com. And we also have a team of doctors as well. If maybe you like working with a guy doctor better than a girl doctor, that's totally fine. It's all about your preference. So learn more about us over at shinenaturalmedicine.com. And also on that site, you can get any of our uh, previous podcast episodes if you'd like to listen to those as well. And of course, over on iTunes and Stitcher, you can find those also. So with all that said, let's jump into the show. I am so excited to bring on my guest on the show tonight. This is someone I've known for years and years. I remember getting connected with him, gosh, probably five or six years ago and just being amazed by his story and just seeing the progression of his recovery and what he's creating in the world. It's just really, really inspiring. And, you know, we've, we've been inspired by stories of triumph and success and overcome overcoming. And, and my guest on the show tonight completely exemplifies that uh, he had a crazy uh, story that we'll be talking a lot more about on the show tonight, a little bit about him. So in 2011, Kevin survived a two-story fall. He was comatose for 12 days. He was diagnosed with a diffuse axonal injury, and we'll talk more about what that is, and he was given less than a 10% chance of recovery. Once he awoke, he suffered from severe brain fog, memory loss, breathing problems, double vision, serious infections, and was unable, ultimately unable to eat, walk, or talk for several months. And with the support of his family and friends, he pushed himself through various treatments. We'll be talking a lot more about that and what he did, and also what he was able to do in terms of healing his body from the inside out. Today, Kevin is a speaker, and he's an educator, and he has and it's become his mission to help people feed their brains nutritionally, cognitively, and spiritually. Kevin, it's so great to have you on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Oh, man. Dr. Low, I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so I, excited to have you. I don't know if you know how big of a part you played in my recovery, but you certainly did. Wow. Um, if if you want to talk about how that transpired, I'd be happy to tell I'm, you about you've that. You've actually never told me, I don't think, or maybe you have, but that would be really interesting. Yeah, like how did you, how did that all play a part? I don't think I have. So as I recovered um, and as as diet, I noticed diet making a difference and I'm like, whoa, what is this functional medicine business? And so I started searching the internet for people who were big in the functional medicine world world and I came across Dr. Alex Vasquez mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god this guy's so uh, I, yeah he's just such a badass mm -hmm. you know yeah <laughs> and so uh and so I um I was following him and I looked at podcasts and there were you interviewing Aww. Dr. Vasquez, and that's what got me into it, basically into the whole paleo world. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That we'll, is cool. We'll make sure to leave his um, his show in the show notes. For, I think I had him probably three, four, maybe five years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, that's rad. So tell us a little bit more about this this nutso story of yours. I mean, you were on a building, you fell and just, you know, I'm sure you've told it so many times, please, you know, give us that, that, um, you know, account of, of what actually happened. Okay. In May, 2011, I fell 20 feet from a water tower on a rooftop in Brooklyn. 
I hit the front of my head on the steel scaffolding on the way down and the back of my head on the concrete rooftop. I was instantly unconscious, rushed to the hospital, and put on life support. While I was in a coma, I was diagnosed with a diffuse axonal injury, which, as you said, is a type of brain injury that statistically 90% of patients never wake up from. And of the 10% that do, most are in a vegetative state. So, you know, as time passed, it was, it was about 12 days that I was in that coma. And, um, and my, my mother was out there within hours, which is incredible of her. And um, I'm going to talk a bit about how that played such a big role. You know, friends and family played mm-hmm. such a huge role in my recovery and um, so 12 days in a coma, and I woke up despite the odds. Mm. And I know how incredibly I, lucky I am to have woken. Mm. Um, there's, the, you know, there's a 10% chance that I would, and I did. Mm. So from that point, I couldn't eat, walk, or talk for months. And when I say I couldn't eat, I couldn't, the, my swallowing mechanism wasn't working effectively. So my pharynx wasn't getting food down my esophagus and into my stomach. And instead I would aspirate or it would go into my lungs, mm. which risked, uh, risked infection like pneumonia and MRSA and other nasty life-threatening things, right? Yeah. So actually after... Hmm. About two weeks after I woke up, I developed breathing problems and was put into an induced coma um, where, you know, they, they drugged me and put me into an, a coma to see what was going on with my trachea. And my trachea had occluded to the point where there was, it, was, it was as narrow as the size of a drinking straw. So you imagine your trachea is about the width of your wrist. It was shrunk down to a drinking straw. Wow. So I was like, <gasps> mm-hmm. and, um, and they put me in a coma and they fed me a course of steroids, anesthesia, morphine, all that good stuff. And then they did another throat scope and it, there was, there was no, no narrowed section. So, uh, so they decided to extubate me. And, um, and that's when my memories began mm-hmm. and they begin with me not being able to, not being able to walk, um, within and, and not being, my, my left hand was completely flexed inward. And, um, soon I was given a tracheostomy where I was unable to, to talk. And of course, because I was unable to eat. I was given uh, a nasogastric tube or a gastric tube. Eventually it was, it was a peg tube, which is through the abdominal wall. And what, what is really terrible about that is, is that I was being fed processed liquid hospital formula mm-hmm. and the ingredients in these formulas, the main ingredients are Soy protein, soy protein isolate, corn maltodextrin, canola oil, safflower oil, 
sodium and calcium caseinates, like really terrible, mm -hmm. terrible inflammatory GMO, GMO food, not foods like yeah, food stuff. shelf, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like shelf stable enriched corn syrup, basically. Right. Yeah, um, and this is what they feed to to people who cannot eat in hospitals. This like most all formulas are this formula, and um, it's just it's I, I I think it's criminal without being the illegal. Like this is what mm -hmm. we're feeding to people. We're trying to get well, mm -hmm. but we'll talk more about that later. So this is. It's such a wild story that you you were basically comatose for twelve days. You you finally woke up. Was there a moment where like do you can you tell about the actual moment when you woke up and that I don't I assume you don't remember that, but for people who told you, I I don't remember an entire month. Like you know, I said I had two comas. Mm -hmm. Well, in between those two, I have no memories at all. Mm -hmm. But I've seen videos of it, and right. I'm like, and I'm I'm actually a pretty funny guy, which is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Just making good jokes, and uh, so I have no memory of that. But when when I woke up, I I wrote a whole uh, a whole chapter about this, and it's like I didn't really have any memory of the past, no concept of the future. Like all I had was what was going on here. Yeah. And it really reminded me of when I woke up from like all night drinking benders or something <laughs> like that. Um, but this was, uh, this was by far the worst hangover I've ever had. Right. No kidding. <laughs> so I really believe that everything happens for us and not to us. And I see, and I'm sure you see this too, that your injury has played a major part in you developing as a person and about your mission and your ability to reach the world. And I'm just curious for you, how do you feel like this injury has served you? I, I love that you asked that. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's people who say, or like, oh, it happened for a reason. And um, I, I like the way you put it there. It happens for us mm -hmm. because it's us who's going to give it meaning. If there is meaning, we are the ones who are going to give it meaning. Right. So, so yeah, um, and that's kind of what it came down to. All right, what am I going to do with what happened? This happened. Is it bad or good? I don't know. It's pretty difficult right now. Should I, should I like, wallow and, and beat myself up and not put the effort to make my future better or to help the world, where will that get me? You know, cause I didn't really have any choices at that point. Right. And so it's like, so we, we moved past that and, and Victor Frankl, um, if you're familiar with him, mm -hmm. actually his book played a, a part in putting words to my thoughts of just, you know, we need to find meaning. Yeah. And at first, that meaning was not within myself. And many survivors I talked to, or, or loved ones I talked to, the survivor doesn't have the, the purpose, the motivation, the meaning. But supporters and loved ones can give that meaning. Yeah. 
for me, my, my mom was out there within hours. Um, and she stayed by my side through for months and then, and then brought me to her home in, in Austin. And my friends were there just about every day. And I couldn't even talk, but we, we'd play cards, you know? Yeah. And, and that was, there was so much motivation there. It was just like, I have people to get better for. Uh-huh. And I, there's, there's so much good stuff of what you, what you brought up. And, and I love that you talked about the power of support, having your friends and family. And you were in a situation where you were forced to rely on people and to be supported. And without them, you, you would have died. You wouldn't be here. So seeing that, that other people have a huge role in your recovery and, 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 you know, in that support system is, is just really essential to, to your healing. And, and also what you said too, is that you said that you're a really funny guy, which I agree with you. And there's such power in humor so how do you feel like your uh, humor and having that positive attitude and that, that sense of humor actually helped you? Well, first of all, I'm not a very funny guy. You are. Uh, there's times when I try and <laughs> it usually just flops all over the place. <laughs> but when I'm like half, half comatose, like coming out of a coma, yeah. barely conscious, you know, you can laugh at some of it. Um, <laughs> you can choose to, for sure. I, there, there you go. Yeah, it's a... It's, uh, it is a a choice of of perspective. Yeah. And it, taking it down to simple things like just stress in general. Mm-hmm. Stress is is not what's happening around us that that affects us, but it's how we react to what's happening that affects us. Mm-hmm. So taking that's within your control to some degree. You know, you can't really control the stressors out there, but you can control if they're if they're stressors and how much of a stressor they are. Yes. And uh, you talk about you stress and distress. Um, you stress being like beneficial stress that you grow and change and adapt to, and the distress is too much and it's just it's going to harm you. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, so being careful about what you allow to uh, stress you and how much um, is important. Yes, completely a choice. Like I, I love what you said about you choose the, the perspective that you're going to have. And that's in every situation. That's every day. When you wake up, you decide how the day is going to look. It's ultimately up to you. And even in a situation where you're in a coma and you have to learn how to walk and talk again, and it takes months to do that, even in the midst of that, your perspective is your choice. If you want to have gratitude in the midst of that, or if you want to see it as my life is over, I will never walk, talk again. But having that belief that, that it will happen. I'm curious for you did, you, did you have this belief that one day you would heal, that you would to walk and talk again. I'm just curious about your, your mindset regarding that. You know what I, I, I didn't know, but I knew that in the future, if I, I did, you know, there's a lot of talk about period of rapid recovery after an injury and really any injury, brain injury, uh, broken bones, whatever they, they recover quickly in the beginning. Right. Yeah. 
With a brain injury, it's rapid recovery in the first one to two years, depending on the therapist or doctor I talked to. And I didn't know if I'd ever be able to to lead a normal life again. But I vowed that that I wouldn't allow myself to look back and regret and be like, oh, I should have worked harder. Yeah. You know, that, that wasn't an option. I was going to put everything I could. I wanted to look back and be like, well, I did my best, you know? Yeah. And that, that was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Doing everything you could. So, so what, tell us more about what you felt like helped to recover you. I know you talked about nutrition. Um, we'll mm-hmm. dive, I want to dive a lot more into that. Were there other types of therapies and things that played a part in your recovery? Well, yeah, absolutely. Physical therapy, occupational therapy, that was done in the hospital. And that's great. And I'm really glad that that's part of the medical system that we've we've invited therapy into that um, because that's very important. Also, um, uh, what is it? Vision therapy mm-hmm. is very important. Um, optometrists and and optometry because we have 12 cranial nerves in the brain and four of those directly innervate the visual system Mm -hmm. that's one third of your cranial nerves are dedicated to your eyes wow that's huge i mean we have (laughs) we have our entire enteric nervous system um and that's innervated by one or two uh cranial nerves Wow. But just your eyeballs, just those two little peepers, mm-hmm. they get they get a third of it. That's that's huge. Wild, yeah. Yeah. So um, so that played a huge part. But when we talk about nutrition, I think of it like this. I think I have damage to my brain. So what are the 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 main units of the brain? They're neurons, and I think of rebuilding neuronal connections because many of those connections have been severed with the injury. I think of rebuilding those connections like building a bridge. And to build a bridge, we need supplies and we need skilled workers. I think of therapy as the skilled workers, and I think of brain-building nutrition as the supplies. So if you do all the therapy, but you're eating corn syrup enriched mm-hmm. uh, liquid formula, then it's like having all the skilled workers to build a bridge, but then just throwing them a pack of toothpicks and expecting them to build something. Right. Conversely, if you, if you uh, eat all the right things, but you don't do the work, it's like having all the lumber you need to build it, but nobody, nobody to build it. And interestingly, you know, I was on the tube feed formula for for months and I worked diligently at my therapies. I was extremely motivated to get better. I had friends there every day. I was very motivated to become who I was, you know, or become better than before. Yeah. And and it wasn't and I'm not saying this is why, but it's interesting that when I got out of the hospital into my mom's care, we were able to switch my feed and we would blenderize the tube feeds. So we'd create real food purees to feed through the gastric tube mm-hmm. into my stomach. And it's interesting that it wasn't until then 
that I regained my ability to walk. I regained my ability to talk. I regained a lot of my, I, I was able to wrap my hand around a guitar. And before then, my, my hand was completely flexed inward. Then I, I was uh, steered towards functional neurology. Dr. Tom Culleton, who, who you know, I know you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically started me on a leaky gut program. He, he did a blood test. And it, it measured the macronutrients in my blood. Mm-hmm. And it showed that I had low protein levels. And that was weird because I had a protein shake every morning. I ate meat with every meal. I was like, this doesn't make sense. So he explained leaky gut. And, you know, I, I looked at him kind of sideways. I was right. like, yeah, all right. But, you know, again, it's like if I don't get better – it's not going to be because I didn't try, you know? I love that you brought up the topic of the gut because even though we're talking about your brain and neurons, it is essential to focus on the gut when we're talking about the brain. Absolutely. There's such a huge connection there. And, you know, we've done shows on this previously, but the 90% of the fibers of the vagus nerve, which connects the brain and the gut, actually go from the gut to the brain. Or sorry, from yeah. the brain. Is it, is it the, no, from the brain, no, sorry, from, from the, the gut to the brain. brain to the gut, yeah. No, actually, no, it's actually, sorry, it's, it's from the gut to the brain because what is happening in your digestive system actually affects your brain health in a humongous way. And that's why I wanted to mention that because what Dr. Colleton was doing with healing your gut was massively healing mm-hmm. and, and affecting your brain for recovery. Absolutely. And as I, as I, I started doing this protocol to heal my gut and suddenly I was regaining clarity and I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, there's really something to this functional medicine and diet business. Like, (laughs) Uh so I, I I was like, all right, I need to know more. So I really started to research and that's when I came across Dr. Vasquez and when I came across you Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was like, okay, so so what is functional medicine? It's the it's the promotion of health over the absence of disease. Yeah. All right, great. So so how do I promote health? Well, I want to feed the cells of my brain and body, and specifically the neurons in my brain are what I want to feed. So so all right, how can I feed optimally feed the neurons in my brain? Dr. Terry Walls did a lot of the work for me mm-hmm. uh, with her research. So, so I began to uh, implement and understand her her methods, and I, you know, in a combination with research for synaptogenesis, neurogenesis, and other mechanisms of plasticity, and I really started to get so much better. So what I've, what I've done is I've partnered with Dr. Terry Walls and written a book called How to Feed a Brain, Nutrition for Optimal Brain Function and Repair, including tube feeds for the reasons that we talked about earlier. That's so essential. In the hospitals, the focus is, well, let's just get calories in, you know, just get mm-hmm. basic nutrition. It's like, sure. I mean, that's very important. And without that, the patient could potentially die, of course, but... What about how can we maximize this? How can we give the most nutrient-providing formulas to these patients? Because it's going to maximize recovery in a huge way. So what, do, what are some of the different things that you, are, that you wrote about in your book to incorporate into the feeding tubes? Any specific things you can share? Well, 
superfoods, which is, you know, some people don't like that word, but some foods definitely pack more of a punch than other words, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even vegetables pack way more of a punch than grains, for example, right? Right. But yeah, some superfoods uh, like organ meats, like seaweed, like fatty fish. Also, plenty of vegetables, some supplementation, some ingredients for synaptogenesis and other mechanisms in neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. But also... I want to make it very accessible for people to to whip up and to have every day easily and how to make it happen with uh with their with their loved one who's in a hospital for example who may not be able to eat right. conventionally and I I completely believe and it is my mission to to make an impact and change hospital nutrition through patient demand. Mm -hmm. Because if enough patients are demanding real food, guess what the hospitals are going to need to do? Yeah. Yep. And that would be great. This reminds me of the story with uh, JJ Virgin and her son, Grant. I'm sure you're familiar with his story. Mm -hmm. He was hit in a near fatal car accident and he was in the hospital for a very long time and, and was almost dead. And, you know, the whole, like you said, the, the having all the support, the friends and the family coming to his rescue and, and being there at the hospital with him. And, and I know JJ, she was just tirelessly there bringing as much as she could into the hospital and, and really, I mean, sneaking it in because it wasn't mm-hmm. allowed and putting different smoothies and just superfoods, like you said, into his feeding tube and, and putting them on high dose fish oil. I think at right. one point it was like 20 grams or, you know, 20,000 milligrams yeah. of, yeah. of essential fatty acids. And, and, and it makes sense if you really think about it, it makes perfect sense because our brains, if you think of the neurons in your brain being like wires right? You have these wires and then around the wires is insulation. And that's like the, um, the myelin sheath, right? So, mm-hmm. so the myelin sheath is made of fats and what you put into your body is going to determine the health of your myelin sheath. And it makes perfect sense. If you have a, a brain injury and you're working to help heal the neurons, like you say, nourish your neurons, then you want <laughs> to bring in those good, good fats to help give you those building blocks. So, and it, it made a massive impact on his recovery and he's pretty much a hundred percent recovered. I mean, he's, he nice. has a few little surgeries here and there, I think just for some of the other injuries that came along with it, but it's huge. Nutrition is so powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, um, the between between the synapse, the synapse between each neuron and dendrite mm-hmm. in in your brain and body, so where the neurons connect and talk to each other, right there, that is there's cholesterol in that synapse. Mm-hmm. And we have we have trillions and trillions of synapses in our brain and body, and yeah, we want to support that. I remember I remember when I got. When I got a lab test back and it said that, well, Dr. Colton said I had low cholesterol. And I'm like, is there such a thing, right? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, searching the internet and it's like, no, have your cholesterol as low as possible. That uh-huh. stuff's deadly, right? And, you know, I thought it was good news that I had low cholesterol. And he's like, nope, we need to get that up. And that's the truth. Cholesterol is super important for everything, including it's the precursor to sex hormones, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything's starting to change now, which is beautiful. 
when I was going into it, I remember, you know, telling my mom that I'm going to I'm going to start doing a high fat diet. She's like, all right, just be careful. Right. <laughs> totally. Yep. yep. You don't want to get a heart attack. <laughs> well, we know we know now that, that there's actually quite a few risks associated with low cholesterol. We know that people with low cholesterol have a higher risk of of major depressive disorders for even um, suicide risk, uh, violent behavior, aggression, and even increasing certain cancers, Parkinson's disease, because of, of mm-hmm. what we're talking about is just the health of those, those sheaths and the connection. I love that you said the synaptogenesis. And if you break down what that is, it's, it's mm-hmm. the, the actual synapse. And then genesis means creation of something. So you can actually create new connections in your brain. And we're doing this all the time based on our daily actions or daily habits, the kind of nutrients we're feeding our bodies. We're creating new connections all the time. That's really cool. I love that you brought that up. You're absolutely on. You're on it. Yep. We're <laughs> creating them all the time. And it used to be common knowledge that the brain was fixed after a certain age. We'd reached development, and now we can't change anything. And we're learning that that's not the case, or it's pretty well accepted, I think, by now that that the brain is plastic, and it can change and adapt, and it constantly is. It's, uh, it's called the connectome, the connections within the brain, how the brain is connected to different parts. That's called the connectome. And there's, there's a lot of research going on about that. Our connectome, the, the network, is changing. If we took a snapshot of, of our connectome now and then check it again in like an hour, it's going to be different. And I think that's, that's important to, to realize and to, to work on. You know, plasticity is a great it's great news for for uh, for somebody with a brain injury, um, or brain disease, or neurodegenerative t- condition, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all of these things, and that's that's another aspect of of why I wrote this book for anybody with any brain problem, or really anybody. We can use the information that I found to recover my brain that I or that I organized to recover my own brain in order to optimize our already healthy brain. This is how we fuel our neurons. This is how we increase the ability to make connections. This is how we can learn more effectively. And I think that making a change in hospital nutrition is a strong issue that that I am passionate about but also why not why not get on board and check it out learn how to feed your brain yeah yeah I mean your story is is inspiring for people who maybe didn't go through an injury like that you don't have to go through something like that to, to implement some of these principles you're talking about you can feed your brain to keep it strong to prevent things like Alzheimer's to prevent dementia and decline cognitively. You know, it's my belief that we can be smart and sharp into our late, late years. And I've seen it myself. I mean, I remember doing um, rounds at a at a um, elderly living home. And, and I remember meeting a, a man in his 90s who is who just had published another book. He, he had been writing his entire life mm. and he published another book in his 90s. And he, you know, reads all the time, does crossword puzzles, he keeps his brain sharp. Did you how, how did that play a part for you? And he kind of like, different, you know, brain exercises or different types of, you know, reading. Tell tell us a little bit more about that for you for recovery. Absolutely. So as far as cognitively, 
I started with the easy tasks, easy math stuff. I knew that I wanted to keep my brain sharp. And so I was like, all right, we're going through math class again. And when was this? 2011, 2012, I had an iPhone and was like, all right, getting apps to, to teach me things, right? So, so I eventually was up to SAT questions, and that's what I did. Every day I would do SAT questions. Actually, I recently found a really cool app called Elevate. Okay. That's like every day I do three quick little exercises on that. I'm downloading it right now. Elevate. There you go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Just, you know, it does. it's not something that needs to take a whole lot of time. But more importantly, it's all about, it's about being consistent. So yeah. another part of my recovery was what also played a huge role is I was a musician. I'm, I'm still a musician. I'm just not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after my injury, you know, my left hand was completely flexed inward. I have, I have what's called ataxia. Mm-hmm. So um, basically... My cerebellum doesn't communicate very well with the left side of my body. So the cerebellum um, is responsible for coordinated muscle movements as well as possibly coordinated thought and coordinated everything. Mm-hmm. But the left side of mine is partially paralyzed. So so if I, um, uh, I, I, w- I would just show you. Right. But uh, <laughs> but but I can I can I can uh, close my left my right hand rapidly. My left hand not very rapidly. It doesn't move very fast. But I'm I I made it I made it a point to play music every day to to at least grab the guitar and do a chromatic scale up and down. So I used all of my fingers and just just played that once a day. That's it. And that, that regained so much there. So w- with, with the cognitive exercises, same thing with, with this app, for example, I'll, every day, just about, I'll do three quick exercises. Takes about five, ten minutes. And then there you go. Other, and same with vision therapy, with, with all the therapies I did. It's, it's not about going really long and hard. That's where it becomes distress, right? Yeah. When you can keep it where it's like, apparently we learn best in 15-minute increments. I would assume that that also goes to muscle control and muscle memory and all of that. Because muscle memory is pretty much in your cerebellum really interesting about the cerebellum and that there's these different parts of the brain and all of them have different responsibilities and roles. And, and also too, that all of them require this nutrition we're, we're talking about. So I love that, you know, that's, that's a really like a kind of a cornerstone of your recovery. And also too, you know, long-term there, there may be some kind of post-injury sequelae, love that word. Um, that's going to, you know, might be something that you have to manage long-term, but, but still it's like, you're a freaking walking miracle, Kevin, you know, it's like, really, I mean, 
to go from someone who can't walk and talk and who is in a coma for 12 days and who had to basically retrain how to be a human being again to having such great, I mean, you, you speak so great, you're able to retain so much and to be able to put this into words. It's really incredible. And it shows just how much you've implemented so much of these principles into your recovery. So what I would love is just to give some good practical takeaways for people. If you could really, you know, narrow it down, maybe let's say like five essential, you know, tips for someone recovering, let's say post-injury, or maybe someone who doesn't have an injury, who just wants to really heal and nourish their neurons and have a healthy brain. What would be Hmm. maybe five tips you could give people? Well, I actually recorded a video on the five-year anniversary of my, of my injury. It was five important lessons on the five-year anniversary. Oh, right on. (laughs) And, um, those, those five lessons let me see if I can remember them. It was, it was one was nutrition, the importance of nutrition. Two was, was therapy, the importance of therapy. Yeah. Three was attitude and mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so having the motivation and, um, <laughs> man, I'm going to have to look it up. That's cool. I only or got, you can I even make it up. Three. You can even make it up as you go, you know? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I could do that. Um, but, you know, you can't have one without the other when it comes to uh, nutrition and therapy. I mean, you can, but it's not going to be optimal there. Yeah. Um, right. So you, you, you mentioned nutrition. So I'll just like jump in and throw my little ideas in there. So definitely the good healthy fats. That is essential tons of the dark leafy greens and however you can get that in. So even if you're doing like a feeding tube or something like blending that up where you can just give all that nutrition in there. I would think of things like very anti-inflammatory healing things for the brain. Maybe Mm -hmm. turmeric could be one, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Turmeric and black pepper mm -hmm, with it. And actually, um, and resveratrol. Yes. Other compounds that are able to cross the blood brain barrier. Melatonin Mm -hmm. is actually a very potent, anti-inflammatory compound and it's able to cross the blood brain barrier and we you know we create melatonin but after a brain injury the production of melatonin is drastically reduced especially in the acute stages so I think that melatonin should be given soon after a brain injury yeah there are um, ketone ringers that they're starting to give to um to blast survivors, you know, like militaries carrying around a syringe mm-hmm. just in case somebody gets blown up, you know, they can, they can give them this ringer that, that puts a lot of fat and ketones in their brain and protects, protects the brain in many ways. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fascinating, but, um, but also, you know, every brain is unique. That's a huge lesson as well. Yeah. You know, when it's a good thing because it'd be pretty boring if, <laughs> if they weren't. It's true. Um, so the lessons are every brain is unique. The brain is plastic. The importance of nutrition, the importance of therapy, and then attitude and mentality because if you're not motivated or have the right mentality, then it doesn't, it doesn't, you're not going to eat the food. You're not going to do the therapy. You're not going to have the discipline. 
So it's very important to find that motivation. And as I said, we can find that motivation in others or others can provide that motivation. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and having that environment around you, that's going to support positivity and, and that, that good outlook. I think that's, that's really key too. And obviously you, you had that for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that every day. Absolutely. Wow. Kevin. Well, are there any last thoughts, parting words before I let you go and handle crush your day? <laughs> well, we just, we just, um, we are just launching feedabrain.com mm-hmm. and that's where we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be selling the ebook, um, that, that I partnered with Dr. Tara Walls on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go there and get get a free handout, and we will let you know as soon as the book's released. So the handout is uh, the five most powerful supplements for the brain. Mm-hmm. And, what are, what uh, are those supplements? Do you mind sharing? <laughs> no, I don't mind sharing. Um, so we have high DHA fish oils. That's number one. Um, Fish oils just are able to are are so neuroprotective, and you know there are so many studies that just show how, as you said, JJ Virgin and her son, the high omega threes, in that really made a difference, mm-hmm. and he woke and is doing so much better. I also like CoQ10 because basically we want to. If we're going to support the brain, we want to support the metabolism of the brain, the way that the brain derives energy, right? So getting the the food and creating energy, CoQ10 is awesome for that. Your gut health is also super important. So soil-based probiotics is what I use uh, to keep a healthy gut bacteria and keep my digestion together to extract the nutrients that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. kelp or or dulse supplementation for iodine and for sea vegetable compounds you know in the natural form iodine's missing from a lot of our diets and most people get their iodine from iodized salts which is not a really great source for iodine yeah and then finally desiccated liver capsules Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you take them as capsules rather than eating them, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I've actually okay. kind of gotten into beef heart. Ooh. <laughs> and my buddy used to always rock out to Captain Beefheart. I don't know if you ever heard him. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> yep. You're such a caveman. <laughs> caveman eating, eating beef heart. Yep. Eating it raw. Yeah. Feed yeah. that brain with some beef heart. No, not not raw. I, 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 I do like my meats pretty pretty rare, but give it give it a little something. Yeah, a little something. <laughs> well, that's a good list of of nutrients, and and for you guys listening, we'll make sure to include those in the show notes for you as well. If you want to get a, a summary of of what it is that Kevin takes, and of course, you could check out feedabrain.com and get all of that sent right to you. Kevin, I'm so grateful to have you join us on the show. You're such an inspiration, and I know that you're only going to create such powerful things in the world because you're mission-driven. You have experienced such a miraculous turnaround, and you've shown people that it is totally possible to have a recovery that is 
I mean, jaw dropping really. And that the brain is resilient. The body's resilient. It's designed to heal if you give it the right stuff. Mm. So I love that you're spreading this information, empowering people to do this and that it is possible. And so, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. You have no idea how much it means Mm. to me to be on your show. Yeah. The pleasure's all mine. We're, we're grateful to have you. So big old hug, virtual hug. And big uh, virtual hug. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining all right. us. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.